This is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio, 1200 AM. Are you feeling the burnout at work? Is the stress of office life getting to you? Has your mental health worsened over the last year? Well, you are not alone in feeling that way. Today on the Morning Buzz, we have Martin Fox, Managing Director at Robert Walters, a specialist professional global recruitment firm. And the folks at Robert Walters have reported some interesting findings on workplace stress. A very good morning to you, Martin. Morning, Natasha. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for being on the show this morning. Now, the Robert Walters report. What were its findings, especially when we're talking about workplace stress? Yeah. Um, well, three three key points came out of this, Natasha. First off, workplace stress is definitely on the rise. Um, three in five Canadians claim that they have started to suffer from it as of this year. So this is a 2023 um, thing uh, based off of results of a survey we took last month in June. Um, the main triggers that we saw are unstable economy, fear of job security, and cost of living. And I think overall, employees feel that their employers aren't doing enough to combat this, and companies need to look internally to address this as, as it will only snowball into a culture, business, and revenue issue. Now, we thought as we came out of the pandemic, things would get a little better, but things have only worsened, you say? Yeah, uh, it's been a funny three years for sure, Natasha. Um, I think uh, the difference is this year compared to 2021, which if we look back for, for ourselves as a global firm, 40 years in business was uh, our busiest ever. And the first half of 2022 was very close behind that to the last, let's say, year. So last summer to now, um, a number of things have happened to cause this. So, um you know, we, we have all seen the rolling coverage of uh, turbulent economy, massive layoffs at large firms. Yeah, almost half of the respondents have stated that job, job stability is uh, a trigger of this recent stress, um, pressure from management to perform. So, you know, almost a quarter of respondents said this is being felt at all levels. Um, lack of pay raises. So one in five stated that. So, the, you know, the, the, the rising cost of living and inflation is making any sort of pay rise or proposed pay rise feel somewhat insignificant right now. So that feeling of underpaid is, is a fast track to demotivation. And then finally, 13% stated they have to take on a bigger workload this year. So there's a rise of transformation projects and business continuity. Uh, companies have had to pivot and workload has grown. So couple that with the talent shortage and more pressure, the, all these things are are leading to these findings. Wow. And, you know, companies, on the other hand, will say that we are doing enough to invest. We are investing on wellness initiatives, especially since the pandemic. There's like about a $500, $600 wellness initiative, you know, payout being given. Tell us more about that. Is that helping in any way? Yeah. Well, according to the study, no, um, unfortunately, Natasha. So, yeah, despite these the increase in funding, I think that the number overall has been 20% since the pandemic. So you know, millions of dollars being spent on this across the country. Most people state that they feel their employees are falling short in their efforts to combat um, workplace stress. Um, now, there are a number of things that we have observed that uh, you know employers and employees can do to help. Would it be worth talking about those? Sure. So what can be done? Well, I think that uh, on the on the employer side, companies can be better at fostering a supportive open workplace culture and community. Right. right. So us as humans are very social animals. We need to feel we're supported, especially at work where we spend a large portion of our lives, oftentimes really more than more time. Maybe we spend with our families some weeks. 
Um, and if there's not that open workplace culture and community that can certainly lead to this, um, you know, this adverse effect, I think that managers need to lead with empathy and receive appropriate training around that. So I think a, a better focus on soft skills within leadership so people know how to communicate with staff who are going through a difficult time. On the flip side of that, Natasha, I, I think that a lot of, say, leadership um, within employers sometimes are blindsided by these results because they don't know. Um, the staff are not communicating how they feel. So on the employee side, we certainly encourage people to speak up, right? speak to your colleagues if you're struggling with stress because more often than not, someone else is going to be in a similar position and you can help each other understand what's going on and talk about it. And then also make sure you're flagging that above. So those open conversations are being had. Um, and then, I, I, you know, I think work-life balance also is a big part of this, Natasha. So we all know since the pandemic, work and personal life have been blurred. And uh, depending on job function, a lot of people are feel like they're um, required to be on all the time, no matter where they are. So companies need to stress that um, there is a there is a break and separation, and encourage staff to take take the breaks, take the vacation. You know, don't be contacting people at all hours. Those little simple things, I think, can seep into this wider, um, you know, stressful feeling that people are having right now. Well, you know, during the pandemic, there was a new concept of working from home. Do you think that helped in reducing workplace stress? Overall, yes, because people were uh, finding it much easier to manage their, I guess, let's say, personal life admin. Uh, which for many people is is a lot, uh, whether it be family commitments, appointments, um, especially when their you know kids are at home from school, for example. So anyone with young children at home, I, I went through that as well. Very difficult time, and I think without that opportunity to work at home, a lot of people would really, really struggle. So I think it did help, um, but now it's different, right? Twenty twenty three. This is the first time where we've in the last three years we've seen most companies put in a, a policy, return to office policy. And remember, Natasha, everything I'm talking about here from our study is from, you know, the quite un, quote unquote white collar employees, so professionals. Right. Um, so likely office workers. Um, this year, a lot of these people have had to come back in some way. And then just the logistics around working that out, if you have, a say, a spouse or partner who has to do that as well, that has added to the stress. So that return to office, even if it is hybrid, has contributed for sure. And as a recruitment firm at uh, Robert Walters, Martin, do you find that uh, employees, when they're searching for jobs, do they kind of look at these factors as well, if there's an option for a hybrid model? Oh, yes. Yep. It, it, that was the, I'd say, the number one question we would get from people, Natasha, when, um, you know, pitching a, a job to them, uh, certainly 2021 and 2022. This year, I would say it's probably question two or three behind um, you know, pay and benefits, because again, people are, are really struggling with the increased cost of living and inflation. Right. <laughs> and really, do you think enough is being done by companies to keep themselves updated? You know, the, the changing socioeconomic times is really adding to the pressure with, you know, with their employees as well. Um, I, I, I think a lot are, um, but many are, are lagging behind. Right. Uh, so it's a tough, tough, tough one to answer. Um, but Clearly, from the results, we're seeing that employees do not think so. And I think this is where companies have to look at who's responsible for this. So, you know, there, there are HR and senior leaders 
um, probably about half of the people in the in the study have thought that this falls on them, so they're responsible for handling these le- handling these levels. Um, a third said it's down to them, so the employee has to do it, and then you know about thirty percent, let's say, would be either down to line managers or colleagues. So it's it's not falling on any one person's shoulders. It, it is a spread um, in terms of responsibility, but. I think employers really need to dig in on this and look at their policies and make sure that they're investing at least giving people enough there to ensure that this isn't a reason that people seek employment elsewhere because they will if they don't feel that they're being taken care of in this aspect. Absolutely. That was that was my next question. Who is actually responsible? So if we have to put this on the employees themselves, what can employees do to help themselves? Yeah. I said a little bit already in, in terms of communication. So they, they can't be afraid to reach out for support. If you feel like your workload is getting on top of you, you feel like your position at work is precarious for some reason, seek advice from your line manager. Or if you feel more comfortable, a member of your HR team, if your organization has HR. Um, when you're working, switch off, right? Again, this, this blend of uh, professional and personal world is still happening for a lot of people. So you need to be able to fully switch off when you finish your working day or on the weekends. It can become more important than ever. And uh, this is particularly important in helping to alleviate unnecessary stress and achieve a greater work-life balance. Um, and just that communication piece, talking, sharing your stories with, with your colleagues. Um, if, you, if you don't say anything, people might not know how you're feeling. So I think just really boils down to communication. Yes, speak up. And on that note, I think companies also should understand that the mental health of employees actually directly affects productivity. So thank you so much, Martin, for these wonderful insights that you have given us this morning. We really appreciate the good work that you have done. I'm really hoping that workplace wellness is not like an eternal oxymoron that we're looking at. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Thanks, Natasha. You have a wonderful day, Martin. And you. Take care. We were in conversation with Martin Fox, Managing Director at Robert Walters, a specialist professional global recruitment firm, talking about the report on increasing workplace stress among Canadian workers in the last year. It's back to more music. Stay tuned to Spice Radio 1200 AM.